Welcome everyone, my name is Dr. Rathika Marsh, I'm your host and I am the spiritual psychologist. We have come to the end of season three of the Spiritual Psychologist podcast and I realized I haven't done a solo episode for quite a while so I really felt called to jump on to do an episode with you today all about remothering about parenting ourselves, about nurturing ourselves, about stepping into our power. But before I dive into this episode, I just wanted to tell you about a beautiful program that we are relaunching and it's starting on the 7th of September. It's called The Art of Integration. It is a powerful 12-week container. You can also choose it as a six-month option and We're running it for the second time now. You work with me intensively over the 12 weeks and you also work with a somatic trauma coach who supports you with your body, releasing trauma from your body and also an energy healer. And the program is so powerful. Um, It's so guided and supported and nurturing and it's holistic which is what I really love about it. But if you're interested, go and check out my website, thespiritualpsychologist.co.uk, or you can catch me on Instagram at thespiritual underscore psychologist for more details. Okay, let's get going with this episode. So remothering has been such an important piece of my healing journey I had a realization on my healing journey that I actually have to parent and mother myself. It might sound like a strange realization, but for years, for most of my life, I had been seeking that mothering or fathering as well from other people. So seeking that connection, seeking that nurture, seeking soothing, So I would do things like constantly calling people in order to share what something that had happened. And then I'd call another person and then another person and repeat the story again and again and again. And it was my way of trying to learn to soothe. There was nothing wrong with that. But what I realized was that I wasn't knowing, I didn't know how to soothe myself. I didn't know how to nurture myself. So I guess like, first of all, what is remothering? So we all have mothers and our mothers show up for us in different ways. You can have a really great relationship with your mother, but still struggle to nurture yourself. You can also experience really traumatic relationships with your mothers, which can go on to impact on you significantly. The point is that our mothers are our blueprint for how we see ourselves, how we see the world, and how we relate to people within the world. So they give us our sense of self-esteem, whether we judge people and therefore whether we judge ourselves. They teach us about our expectations for ourselves. And so they show us everything. So when you have a relationship with a parent where they 
maybe don't show up for you in the way that you need them to, this can feel really challenging. You don't know how to nurture yourself. You don't know how to look after yourself. And it can impact on so many different areas of your life. It can impact on your physical wellness. It can impact on your emotional well-being. Um, and it also impacts on you at a spiritual level as well. So it's really important that we learn, first of all, this sense of connection with how, what the mother, what that nurturing mother is like. So if we haven't experienced that ourselves, that can be quite challenging. If we've had a parent, a mother who um, has been narcissistic or highly critical of us or uh, displays conditional love where, you know, they give that message that I'll only love you if you show up in these certain ways, it can feel really challenging then to provide yourself with the love that you need. So you can find yourself being highly critical and judgmental of yourself. You can find yourself being really controlling because you have such high expectations of yourself. And it can lead to really damaging behaviors. You know, it can lead to eating disorders and significant mental health issues. So in this remothering, what we can do first of all is a little activity where we just tune into ourselves, where we tune into what is that feeling of being mothered. So I just want you to close your eyes now. Just tune into your breath, tune into your body. Tune into your body feeling supported by the chair or the bed or the ground. And just allow yourself to relax, tuning into your breath, breathing in and out, in through the nose, out through the mouth. And in this space now, I want you to bring to mind somebody who you have felt a sense of warmth with. Maybe somebody who has really listened to you or has made you feel cared for in some way. And if you can't think of somebody, it doesn't have to be your mother. It can be somebody else, a friend. It could be somebody from the past. If you struggle to think of someone, I want you to tune into a child, a child that you know or that you know of. I want you to see their innocence and I want you to tune into that connection there. So whether it's the child that you're thinking of or this person that has supported you and helped you to feel held. I want you to just tune into the feelings. So tune it into your heart. You might wanna put your hand on your heart space. And just allow those feelings to arise around what it has felt to be supported by this person, to be loved by this person. Just let those feelings flow through your body. You might be feeling some gratitude, 
What was it that they were doing that enabled you to feel supported, to feel held? What is it that you might be doing for this child to enable them to feel held and supported and loved? So just tune into those feelings. And as you tune into these feelings, I want you to now shift your attention to providing those feelings and that energy to yourself. And you feel that flowing through your body, that nurture, literally healing your cells through the love that you provide yourself in this moment. And you might want to hold yourself, you might want to give yourself a hug providing that soothing for yourself, providing that holding for yourself. Bringing all those feelings, all that attention to you. As though you are your own mother. And when you're ready, just returning back to presence. And so you can see there how often we can, we can identify somebody, if we can't, that's okay. We can often identify our own nurture with other people. But what we can find difficult is transmitting that to ourselves. So that's a really beautiful practice that you can do at any time to just tune into those feelings of warmth, those feelings of nurture for ourselves. So just moving on now, we're going to think about ways in which a mother would nurture a child. So one of the basic things, so one of the basic ways that a mother would nurture their child is through ensuring that they are physically, that their physical needs are met. So often when we're not looking after ourselves, we're not mothering ourselves. So if for example, you're not eating nourishing foods or you're struggling to uh, keep hydrated or you're not sleeping properly, you're not kind of looking after yourself so that you have a good sleep routine, that you're not maybe looking after your teeth, like whatever it is, they're indicators of your capacity to nurture yourself. And if, as I said, if you've not been shown how to do that, how are you going to know how to do it? So that straight away is a question to ask yourself, in what areas of my life Am I nurturing in myself? And in what areas of my life am I not? Maybe you've been taught to punish yourself rather than nurture yourself. Maybe you've been taught to go down routes of high levels of control rather than nurturing yourself. 
So have a think, use this as a journal prompt to tune into what areas of my life am I nurturing myself in and which areas of my life am I not? So when we've not been nurturing us ourselves, we can end up neglecting our bodies. Um, we can indirectly kind of harm ourselves and it can reflect the neglect that we've experienced maybe in the past. And our emotional body impacts on our physical body and vice versa. So if you have experienced toxic relationships with your with with parents or in childhood, this can then lead you to entering toxic relationships with with adults, you know, when you when you grow up. And that can then impact on your physical health. So it's so important. This is all interlinked in a web. So it's so important that we break this down and we really tune into how, how it is that you need to nurture yourself. And when we think about our physical health, it's also thinking about our nervous system. So our nervous system is affected by our earlier experiences. So if we've been living in a very chaotic, uh, traumatic environment as a child, and trauma can be defined in so many different ways, um, but if we're living in some kind of chaos, or we're living in it with a sense of a lack of safety, this impacts on our hormones and it impacts on our nervous system. So we can then be functioning from a place of fight or flight or freezing um, or being in a constant state of fawn, which is people pleasing. And this can lead to us just constantly reacting from that space. So it's really important in remothering ourselves that we learn how to soothe our nervous system. So you can do this in simple ways. It's about developing consistent routines for yourself, which in, in turn is showing yourself that you are giving yourself the time to nurture yourself that you have the skills and capacity to nurture and look after yourself. So there's so many ways that we can soothe our, soothe our nervous system. One way is by really thinking about, you know, what things are causing us stress. You know, it's, it is not healthy to be in a constant space of stress and anxiety, but there are reasons why you're in that space and you have to filter through what do I need to drop and what do I need to keep? what is nurturing, what is actually taking my energy away, what is depleting me and what is nourishing me. So you could almost do this as a list, what nourishes me, what depletes me. And to really think about, you know, what are doing more of the nourishing things and lessen and lessen over time the things that are stressing you out. So that's one way, it's about like your daily routines. And thinking about practices, you know, thinking about practices that really nurture you. So for me, I, I tune into myself and what it is that I need every day. But often the most nurturing things I can do is allowing myself that space to just be with myself, to honor my emotions, to allow them to arise when they need to to meditate, to sit and just tune into that connection with myself, but connection with source energy, universe, God, however you want to describe it. And that for me is extremely nurturing. 
Um, I also journal. So I journal what it is that I want to believe, what it is that I want to manifest, what my intentions are. And I, by doing that, you are returning to your power. You are remothering yourself so that the power comes back to you rather than it being placed on external things. And then there's so many lovely things you can do to soothe yourself. You know, you can use essential oils that are so powerful um, because you're working with plants. You're working with plant medicine, things like massage, all of those things, bath, having a bath, all of those things soothe your nervous system. And if you've not, you know, if you've not known how to do this, those are quite simple ways of starting that practicing practice of remothering yourself. So it might be that you buy a nice candle and you light it every evening by your bed and you just allow yourself 10 minutes to just tune into yourself, to just give yourself a hug, to have a lovely warm drink and to just give yourself that care and nurture. So it can be in really simple ways that we do this. When we physically nurture ourselves, it impacts on everything. So when we sleep well, when we are eating nourishing foods that feel good to us, you know, it optimizes us. It um, optimizes our emotional capacity and our mental capacity as well. So it's so important to, to do that, to physically nurture yourself first of all. And then in thinking about our emotional remothering, so how do we look after ourselves emotionally? Like this is so important. It's not something that we're taught at school. It's not something that we um, are shown, you know? So if you've not been, if you've, if you've experienced, um, if you've been brought up in an environment where your, your mother has not been emotionally available for you, maybe your father hasn't been either, you can suppress your emotions. You can close your heart. You can create an armor around you. And you can be really highly critical of yourself, just thinking constantly, why am I like this? Um, why is there no change? And there's so much power, first of all, in how you speak to yourself. You know, are you speaking to yourself with harsh, punishing criticism or... or are you learning to adopt an inner voice that is soothing and nurturing and loving? What would you prefer? Would you prefer somebody speaking to you in that nurturing, loving, compassionate way? Or would you prefer somebody speaking to you in a punishing, reprimanding, uh, shouty, shouty way? I think most of us would want, would prefer to have the kind nurturing way. So the first thing to do is to just notice, you know, notice how it is that you are speaking to yourself, whether you're speaking to yourself with that love or whether you're speaking to yourself from punishment, which ultimately comes down to being living from a fearful place. So our ego comes in with these fearful thoughts, with these reprimanding thoughts, because it's trying to keep you safe in some way. Because when it, when we don't follow the rules that our ego comes up with, it can make us feel uncomfortable because we don't trust ourselves 
that we're going to do the thing that's in the best in our best interest. And that's practice. It's about practice learning to trust yourself and returning always to that space of I am safe. I am protected and I am guided. So for me, what is really important in terms of my emotional remothering is not waiting for things to hit crisis point. You know, I ensure that I have routines every week that, and it doesn't have to be like a strict, strict routine, but having routines where I feel that I'm providing myself with what it is that I need. So for example, doing some form of exercise is really important to, to, to me in terms of nurturing myself. Taking the time to actually like think about what I'm going to make and eat and to feel that I'm cooking it with loving intention is another way that I show myself that I nurture myself holding space for myself when I feel like crap, you know, rather than running away from it, allowing myself that space to say to myself, okay, like what needs to come out here? You are safe to explore and feel this. And like that is the ultimate remothering, providing yourself with that space rather than avoiding things providing yourself with love and compassion rather than judgment and criticism and holding that space with loving intention of, I am here for you. I am here to guide you. I'm here to support you. And you don't need that from other people. I truly believe you can provide that for yourself. And the more you provide it for yourself, you, the more you are strengthening the memory of that, the, the, the neurons in your brain, you know, that there's like firing of neurons. And the more you kind of do something again and again, the more it becomes habitual, but also you are, you are strengthening like a wire, you know, it's like strengthening a wire. And that's effectively what you're doing. So this is why it's really important that you do small, consistent things. So small, consistent things leads to habits, when you do something in an extreme way, what can sometimes happen is that you end up doing it and then you just don't do it again because it feels like it's too much. So it's so important to acknowledge the small steps that you are taking to look after yourself. So if that was, for example, a commitment to yourself that you're going to make three nourishing meals for yourself this week, or two, or one, whatever feels good to you, but that you then keep that consistent over a period of time, that's what creates longer-term impact. So it sounds like a small thing maybe, but what you're doing there is you are learning to trust yourself. You're learning to trust that you can do that and provide for yourself. So those are my thoughts around remothering. I've talked about the physical and emotional remothering, providing that compassion for yourself, learning to provide that for yourself and to validate. You know, there's something here that's so key around validating your emotions, that it's okay to feel whatever it is that you're feeling and to allow yourself to feel that. 
And another part of remothering is allowing yourself to seek support when you need it. So I've sought support so many times before in different ways from different therapists, coaches, um, healers. And, you know, sometimes we need that support and it's difficult to see where we're at without that support and we can feel extremely stuck. If we've had experiences where we've just had to fend for ourselves our whole lives, it can feel very difficult to then seek that support. And that is also part of remothering, that you're learning to trust others to hold and create space for you. Those are the key things that I wanted to talk about today with relation to remothering. And the final thing I wanted to touch on was just that connection with God. You know, like God doesn't have to be a religious thing with religious boundaries. To me, God is my connection with source, with with the universe, with the earth, you know, with, with Mother Earth. And I remind myself every day of that. When I'm going for a walk, I remind myself and I'm thankful for the trees Um and I, I connect with that sense of whatever is happening, I'm always supported and I'm always guided. And this is something that I have practiced doing, you know. I've, you know, I wasn't religious and I'm still not religious, but I am spiritual. And I see and feel that connection spiritually. But that, again, is something to practice, to practice having that trust in the divine, to to practice putting your feet on the ground to connect with the earth, you know? And the final thing I want to say is remothering is about acceptance of yourself. It's about loving yourself unconditionally, whatever is going on for you, whatever mistakes you might have made, they're all learning opportunities, you know? They're all things that have happened to teach you something about yourself, about what feels aligned and what doesn't. And so the radical, I guess, aim of self-mothering is self-acceptance, self-love, and being there for yourself whenever you need it. So I hope you found this solo episode helpful. Um, It's something that, you know, remothering is something that is so important to me something that I know that many women in particular really struggle with. Um, So I hope that you found these tips and thoughts helpful today. And I look forward to seeing you for season four, which is going to be all about healing our relationships with our sexual selves. Um, I've interviewed some amazing, beautiful people uh, to talk about this with. Um, So I'm really excited to share it with you. And I will see you for season four. Take care, my loves. Bye.